I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What a weekend it's been for fans of Leeds United. 16 years since they have been in the Premier League and finally they are back. Official champions of the championship. They are back under the management of El Loco, the scientist Marcelo Bielsa de Argentina. And today we talk to Leeds' number one fan here in Ireland. It's Stephen Harmon. Welcome back to Football Pony. Stephen, thanks so much for coming on and first of all, massive congratulations on winning the championship. Cheers, I'm still absolutely buzzing. I'm still still <laughs> on the drink as well. It's just it's been still on the drink. It's been, been a couple day, of yeah. days. It's been a couple of days. I just wanted to put into context for everybody what because there's certainly lots of young listeners that will be listening that their uh, maybe their football fandom doesn't go as far back as as the nineties. But I just wanted to put it into a bit of context of what it means for a Leeds fan like yourself. Like for when I was growing up in the nineties, Leeds were kind of a stalwart of the Premiership. They were just a standard yeah. team that was there. Then uh, the big change happened when David O'Leary took over in 1998 from George Graham, which I can sympathise yeah. with. Like George Graham being a manager <laughs> is a bit of a like it's a bit of a yawn to be honest with you. Yeah. But start, things yeah. really started changing for Leeds in the next three years after that. In 98, signed David Baddy. 99, signed Danny Mills, Michael Dubry, Michael Bridges, Darren Huckerby, Jason Wilcox. Mm. 2000, Olivier Decor as well. I remember him being a massive signing and that season yeah. finished third in the Champions League uh, sorry so finished third in the Premier League The f- and so mm. with that finish they went on to sign from Celtic Mark Viduca Dominic Matteo uh, a Premiership record for a defender as far as I remember signing of Rio Ferdinand yeah it was yeah. Um, and Robbie Keane followed and they got to the Champions League semi-final um, an mm. unbelievable three years there from uh Leeds United. Next season, they went on to sign Robbie Fowler, finished fifth in the Premiership, and then all of a sudden finished fifteenth, and then 4 got relegated. Mm. Roller coaster. Well, that, that was the beginning of the end. That was the beginning of the end. The, not qualifying for the Champions League was the beginning of the end, really, because qualifying for the Champions League, they'd thrown all this money at it, but the only way they could afford to carry on, like it was only sustainable if they carried on getting into the Champions League. And the fourth time we didn't, so we pipped Liverpool to toured, which was only three places back mm. then. We pipped Liverpool to tour the, f- the year we got to the Champions League. And then the following year, they pipped us to a They had to beat Charles in the last game of the season. They beat them 4-0 or something. But as soon as we didn't get Champions League football, they just had to fire sale everybody. Mm. I know uh, Wolfsburg in Germany did it 
maybe 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, where they just signed up all these superstars for one season, won the league, got to the Champions League, and then just fire sold everyone. It was like they just wanted one year of being mm. brilliant. What was that? What? Whereas Leeds... Go ahead. Leeds needed to sustain that just couldn't Sorry. what was going on there at that point who was like because I remember Peter Ridsdale's name being good he was the chairman at the yeah. time wasn't he was, uh, Peter Ridsdale was the chairman and he was just giving David O'Leary a, a blank checkbook essentially yeah. and they were just firing there's, there's the famous I don't know how true it is but the famous story about Seth Johnson where his agent went in told Seth Johnson I'll get you 18 grand a week or whatever it may be and Leeds' opening offer was 40 grand a week wow. so they could talk talk them up from that and it was just stuff like that Crazy it was just the stuff. They were throwing the money about and it was just it wasn't sustainable and Robbie Fowler in his autobiography talks about he was driving into the training one day and there was one of the directors of the club driving out and they passed each other in the car and the director rolled down his window and said take the money and run so and this club's going under <laughs> and it's like stories like that it's just that, we were still in the Premier League then obviously but it was yeah the, like the writing was on the wall once they just went bananas with the money and there was no there was no way you could keep it what up what was it about that that the Dave O'Leary signing because as far as I'm aware I didn't research it but his managerial experience up until mm. that point wasn't exactly massive was it? No he was he was George Graham's assistant and when Graham Graham left to to go to Tottenham so we we actually played Tottenham on, on the Saturday for example like whatever day it was on the Saturday and all the talk was that Graham was going to Spurs after this game he was gone so it was a real sort of weird vibe to the game and then it was three all and then he went the following day he signed for Tottenham and then we played Leicester the following week and all the press was that Martin O'Neill was leaving Leicester and going to Leeds so it was the second week in a row of this weird sort of and in the end he actually turned it down Martin O'Neill and they just they just ended up giving it to O'Leary and it was it was it was great it was a great couple of years but the yeah the like O'Leary gets a bit of the blame for that but he was been given this blank checkbook yeah. and told you want this, you want to send a half, go out and buy Rio Ferdinand for 18 million. You want this, like anything he wanted, he was just given. And, it's, and was yeah. that just crazy managing of the club or was there owners involved at the time that were throwing money at it as well? Yeah, it was, it was, it was just Peter Isdale, I think. Was he was just, he just went, he just went insane, just went mad. And he was just, they were just literally throwing money around that they, that they absolutely couldn't afford. They could afford it if they carried on getting to the Champions mm-hmm. League. I think it was arrogance or overconfidence where they just thought, We've got there once. We've this young. We were the Tottenham of nowadays. I think Tottenham are. You know, Tottenham won't go down or anything. But it's this young, mostly English players that the media sort of liked, and they're always sort of knocking on the door. We were up near the top of the league now and again. Was and huge hype! Huge just, hype at the time. Alan Smith, yeah. Lee Boyer, and um, yeah. was kind of a, vet, a veteran Kewell. at the time. Harry Kewell, yeah, he'd come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's Smith would uh, Smith. Kewell Viduka up front and Rio big like a, a young yeah yeah he, he was only there for a year he was there for the Champions League season and he was we see we got 30 million for him as well the money that was coming in and still wasn't enough yeah. was incredible as well and the, the, but, it's yeah, obviously the wage bill that you can't sustain yeah, with, the, with the Champions League yeah no it is yeah. because there's, but it was the beginning of the end how did it go from did they all start to leave because in, in 03 so Champions League semi-final was in 01. By the time we get to 02-03 when they finished 15th, all the players had left at mm. that point? That the, They were all leaving? No, we'd still... We'd still uh, so Viduka was up front. Kewell was still there. Smith was still I there. Remember, Don, Matteo was the, Don Matteo was the captain. We beat Arsenal in the second last game. I remember I going remember into the game. two games left. <laughs> we'd Arsenal and Aston... I'm sure. We'd Arsenal and Aston Villa left. Mm. And we needed to win one of them to stay up. Mm. And we Arsenal were going for the title. We beat Arsenal 3-2. Yeah two wildly offside goals yeah, yeah. but uh, 
we and Harry Kewell catching Highbury, Harry Kewell's handball. Highbury but we, well. yeah. yeah, yeah. So we beat, beat Arsenal 3-2 at Highbury to, to stay up. And it was it was just for, yeah, it was for the one season. So we still had the bones of a good team and there. O- it was just, O'Leary was gone at that just, stage, was he? O'Leary had left, I think he might have left in the middle right. of that season. Because it's a strange one to have the... Co- the co- uh, Peter Reid was manager right. that day anyway. So yeah. He was manager at that point. Because you still had the core, the core of that team was still there. And yet they're yeah. all of a sudden yeah. finishing 15th in the in, in the league. It was crazy. And the team that got relegated, yeah, the it. amount of players, top players that were still mm. in that team was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, they had to absolutely fire sailed a lot of them down. As soon as relegation came, uh, Kevin Blackwell was manager when we were in the championship, and he his famous thing of he couldn't stop every interview. He couldn't stop saying when I turned up from my first training session, it was just me and Gary Kelly, <laughs> and it'll be it'll be on his gravestone. It'll be Kevin Blackwell, just me and Gary <laughs> Kelly. He couldn't stop banging on about the fact that it was just him and Gary right, Kelly. So but yeah, it was uh, nobody in training you know, we, at one point because there was nobody. He we had to we had to buy an entire squad <laughs> for man. our fourth season in the championship, and we ended up. Who do we have? We bought in Brian Dean up front with Julian Jowicz, wow. and we were just we were digging players up. Steve Stone made an appearance. Yeah. We were genuinely we were just like reviving players, and like do you want more more crack at yeah. you? At a season, it was just horrendous. And the first season in the championship, then in oh uh, four oh five, actually finished runners up, but didn't get promoted. But then yeah. it, kind of, it got worse, and they got relegated into League Two. Well, it was League yeah, One we now, got yeah. we got to the playoff final, got to the playoff final just after going down, and we got thoroughly battered by Watford in the playoff final. They destroyed us. They had a team of like likes of Ashley Young and Marilyn King, and did all these young, exciting players. And we had the likes of Paul Butler. Do you remember Paul Butler? No. He played. He had a couple of caps. Yeah, he, had, yeah. he had a couple of caps for Ireland. Uh, but yeah, see, that's how memorable yeah, yeah. Paul Butler was. We had Paul Butler Sounds and like drives Sean Gregan and these lads. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does now, to be fair. But uh, no, it was like there was nothing. There was nothing in that team that would instill any hope yeah. in you that we were going to win that playoff final. How we got there in the first place. So. And then yeah, we'd points deductions all over the place as well. That's right, yeah. So yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, points. So points deductions all over the place for all the dealings that were going on with the money flying all over the place. Yeah. that turned out to be so illegal. They tried to they tried to dodge a, a points deduction by going into administration when we were already mathematically relegated. Right. So they were like, yeah, give us a, give us a points deduction, and they went right. We give you a points deduction, but you get another one next year as well. So we started our first season in League One with minus fifteen points. <laughs> And we we ended we ended up in the playoffs. I can't remember if we would have gone up automatically without the fifteen points. But we started off like a train. I think we won the first seven or eight games right. to get into a like a plus eight or nine sort of points thing. What what but, what, what yeah, is it like it just, being a Leeds fan in those days? What are you like? It's just grim. It's grim. And, and like you know what the big thing is. The, the missus keeps on saying to me is that I can talk to people about football now without being boring because now it's like I try to steer things towards Leeds and no one's interested I'll be in group chats I'm in a group chat with like an Arsenal Man United Chelsea fan Arsenal Man United Chelsea fans and they be talking about whatever like the FA Cup match last night for example and I'm like yeah it's like this Brentford game on Wednesday they couldn't give less of a shit Brentford are playing Barnsley do you know what I mean and like I, I've loved the championship. I think it's an amazing league. And I, I, like someone was saying to me, "Will you still watch it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I won't. I won't. Hundred percent, I won't. I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking done with it." Um, but yeah, no. But during them days, the league won. Like thing, I put a thing on Facebook and all that. I was flying over to watch us play in Gillingham and like going over for a weekend. I went over for Leeds Luton and it was nil all. And it's like fucking like just grim. You, it was some some good days out. Yeah. Like Carlisle and this playoffs and. 
beating them. And the, but like even that, even saying that out loud, that's a good day. Beating Carlisle in the League One playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I went over to semi. I mean, went over to. I went over to Wembley for the Doncaster the, uh, playoff final. Mm-hmm. And we lost one nil. And I remember coming out the stadium saying to me, "Mate, we'll piss this league next year." And we didn't. Like, but still, <laughs> but it was like it's just. It was just yeah. So and then even looking at the last eight years pre Bielsa, it's just all 13, 14, 15, 14, 13, 15. Mm. I was like, I've nearly like I've all, genuinely almost forgotten all of that. It's mm. seems like a seems like seems an age like away, a, like decades it, ago. I yeah, mean, it's six. That's the, the the crazy thing to say as a football fan. When, when when they say it out loud, it is a bit crazy. Like sixteen years since Leeds have been in the Premiership. Yeah. To me, that's like fuck. That's that's crazy. Yeah. But it is a story of being a Leeds fan. Is a story of high drama, like high drama mm. with that kind of stuff going I, on. I genuinely I can't imagine supporting anyone else and I say this to people all the time I know everyone who supports everyone says that but it must be so boring and I say that as a person who supports a team who had 13, 14, 15 yeah. every season and it was still it was never boring we were always doing something stupid or, yeah. like there's, there's always something off the field happening it's just never it's never dull even this this promotion now like there's still something in my head that we're going to get a points deduction for something something random Spygate last year or something yeah. there's just well, that's, that's, it nearly seems unbelievable that's what I wanted to get to because the story of drama of that 16 years and even when that particular part of the story starts in 98 when O'Leary signs and the money is flying about there's no more drama like no less drama should I say sorry when uh, Bielsa arrives um, mm. uh, like they call him in Argentina they call him El Loco like the crazy man yeah um, and yeah. when you it, it was such an unlikely, like the last, I suppose it's such an unlikely pairing, is it? Like an, uh, an Argentino yeah. going to like Yorkshire to manage Leeds yeah. United and him taking on that challenge with the challenge being yeah. that he knows he's got to get Leeds to the Premiership. Um, and the combination with him and the Italian owners as well. It's such mm. a crazy combo, the Latin and Yorkshire kind yeah. of thing, but it's full of high drama, isn't it? Yeah, so we... So Adria, Andrea Radrazzani, the owner now, bought off this other Italian crook, Cellino, who was just <laughs> absolute gangster. He should he should never been allowed to run a club. But and that's another thing. But uh, Radrazzani took over and straight away had a five year plan to get to the Premier League. Uh, he had the plans to buy back the stadium because when the money was gone, they sold the stadium and the training ground, this that, and the other. And uh, he he hired Victor Orta from Middlesbrough, this uh, player recruitment guy, and basically said to Orta when. Uh, the pre-season two seasons ago said to him if you could hire any manager any manager in the world who would it be and he straight away said to him Marcelo Bielsa and he was like okay call him and he was like well he's not going to take the call he's not going to and he's like just call him and see what happens so they they said they called him he didn't answer and then he called back the next day and he'd already watched seven Leeds games start to finish wow so they flew over to Rosario to speak to him and he had all these dossiers done and every, all these homework done. He said, if you do this, do this, improve this bit of the training ground. He'd somehow managed to get the, uh, the what's the it called? The planning, the plan of Ellen Road and Torp Arch and the, that's the Torp Arch, the training ground. He'd got all this and he was like, if we can extend that and improve that and then I'm, I'm on board. And yeah, he's just, he's just been unbelievable. The, he's been amazing. He is like a, a scientist because I think... That is one of the things that people do talk about. Like, there's 
they reckon, I mean, and said by so many people in the football world as well, that there's nobody in football that has as much uh, like an encyclopedic knowledge of football mm. and studies the game to the level that he does. There's almost like, because I, I watch him in interviews and I listen to when he speaks Spanish as well and I listen to the way his yeah. eye contact and everything like that. He's not there when you're talking to him. Yeah, He's not thinking yeah. about the conversation that's going no. on in front of you. He's thinking about the game. His English is also a lot better than he lets on as yeah. well. You see him in press conferences and his translator will say something to him. Or he'll say something and the translator will translate it and he'll quickly correct right. him. And he's like, no, I said, I said this. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, because he, he's, he's very aware of uh, things been taken out of context as well. If if he tries and if he, if he just has like basic English and he tries and it's it's misread mm. or anything, he's very aware of everything. He's very specific. And, but just, yeah, he's just been... Sorry, folks, technical error there. But, uh, yes, we were talking Bielsa there. Um, well, well, I just want to talk about also his, you know, for those, because there's lots of people in football who don't really know who he is. But, mm. you know, his record is fascinating. Managed loads of clubs, but not no big major clubs, no big, uh, yeah. he hasn't got a huge trophy cabinet. Mm. Yet his influence on the game of football has been huge. So he's, he's managed teams like Newell's Old Boys in yeah. uh, Rosario, which he had amazing results with. He won the league with them. That was huge for yeah. the club at the time. Loads of smaller clubs in Argentina. He managed the Argentina national team. He managed Chile. He managed, I think, uh, Lille and a couple of plays, and, maybe, and yeah. Atletico Bilbao. No, nothing... Um, yeah. No, no Champions League trophies, or he's, he's not got a Pep Guardiola record mm. yet. Every manager in football today mm. says that he is the best coach in the world. Yeah, Pep uh, Pep Guardiola said that in the documentary about him there the other day. He was saying that it's it's not about his trophies; it's what exactly. it's what he leaves behind. It's yeah. what he leaves behind when he goes there. He makes everyone and uh, just watching that Leeds game today, and he interviewed six or seven of the players afterwards, and every single one of them just cannot say enough about him of what he's done for them. I remember Luke Ayling a couple of weeks ago in an interview saying that he's added two or three years onto Luke Ayling's career. So, like, aside from that he's given the Leeds players this promotion, he's extended their careers by a certain amount because they, they're... Where Luke Ayling thought, I'm quite fit, he's realising when Bielsa comes in, if you're not Bielsa fit, you're not fit. It's mm. like, like January transfer windows are absolutely irrelevant under Bielsa. They're pointless because we, we, we'd we sign someone and they're not going to be up to Bielsa fit right. until April or May at best. So just, like we, we signed this young lad off City in January and he was nowhere near the first team. He was, is that he, the number seven, just, is it? Yeah. Yes. And now since lockdown, he's managed to get himself up to pace yeah. and he, he made his first start today. He came off the bench once or twice in the last couple of weeks. He looks yeah, good. Yeah, nice shots. Yeah. But, yeah, but like a lot of the players... Uh, sorry, a lot of other clubs would have just thrown him. Like mm. they've signed this young lad; he's good. Throw him in, and there's like there's nothing wrong with that. But Bielsa wants he wants to know that when you're going out, you're get, you're getting this hundred percent. And it's like the way the players speak about him is amazing. To watch what like I because I watched some of the derby game today, um, in which uh, you you don't see that as much in the Premiership um, and Derby trying to keep up with the pace with it but they can't and that was yeah. also seven changes because Leeds have now won the Championship they changed yeah. seven first team players and the pace was unrelenting they would not yeah. stop everything that they did 
like you, you'll see plenty of uh, games of football where people are standing at the back. They'll play it back. They'll play it to the right back, left back, play it back. Boom! Everything is boom sprinting. Yeah. When you're, I don't think Leeds players jog. They always sprint. No. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, and uh, I, I think in uh, like within that squad, say there's twenty players in that squad. You could put any eleven in, and it, it doesn't change anything. It's it's right, going yeah. to be the exact same intensity, the exact same football, the exact same everything. Bar for like the odd error from a player who's a bit rusty or whatever, but generally, like that's that's a starting eleven today that that would never have been a, a starting eleven at any point before becoming champions. It's right. Like there was two players making their full debuts. There was a couple of fringe players that were thrown in for a game. So he hasn't been changing just, the team at all all season. No, he's, he never he never changes. He's really rigid with that. And wow. if if someone gets injured, like Pablo Hernandez is mm. arguably the best player in the championship. He's certainly the best oh, player at Leeds. He's unbelievable. And he's, just, he's just incredible. But he, he got an injury uh, a couple of weeks ago and missed a game. And then that was him. He wasn't back in the... He hasn't... Today's the first game he started since since then. He's just come on at half time every week. And it's just once the team is... They don't even need... don't even necessarily need to win. They just need to play the right way. And that that's his thing as well with, with regards to not winning trophies and stuff. It's... As long as the game is played in the right way and everything's done correctly, there was the whole thing of him giving the goal to Aston Villa last year. He wouldn't have been able to rest if we'd have won that game 1-0. Right. And it was that goal where we didn't put the ball out of play and stuff. And he's just... But what he's done for that, like, what he's done for that city, not just the football team, the, the city, it's just incredible. The it's same a, there, he's, he's got a street named after him now in Leeds already. Oh, has he? <laughs> named a, a street in Trinity after him. And, like, the, the whole of Leeds is in Millennium Square in Leeds now just celebrating and... Amazing, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. They, and that, the and whole city has needed this, and that's in combination with the with the owners as well because they've really they're really passionate. That guy, head yeah. of recruitment guy, like he was, mm. didn't he? In, oh he yeah, interrupted Bamford's interview the other day when he was like singing in the background, just, like, yeah, just screaming <laughs> in the yeah, in the corridors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, top, we're the top of the league. We're top. Of well, the he's league, had yeah. he's had a he's had a, a load of criticism for like he's had a he's had a lot of misses with with the hits because he's. Like he's player recruitment, he talks to Bielsa and they decide on players and what have you. But there's been a there's been a fair few disastrous signings that he'll hold his hands up to. But then when you see things like this, just endears himself to everyone. And then yeah. he's he's part of the reason for Bielsa and stuff. But it's the same with the that whole squad. That whole squad at some point pre Bielsa has had nothing but stick. Like Liam Cooper's captain now, mm. everyone absolutely loves him, but. Three or four years ago, the fans had nicknamed him League One Liam, and really, he's he's he said in an interview recently that that was that was absolutely fair enough. He probably was League One standard, and then you have like Stuart Dallas. We weren't really sure what he was, and like Calvin Phillips had his stick. Everybody, and then Bielsa just comes in and he just lifts everybody up, hundred percent in some cases. He's been absolutely incredible. Do Still you can't know? Get over him obviously there's the amazing documentary on Amazon Prime which everybody should check out it's easily the because is it, is it still is it, is it called All or Nothing as well Leeds United or is it called uh, No Take Us Home Take Us Home that's right because they did one on Man City they done one on the All Blacks yeah. um, the one on Spurs coming out this is by far and away um, the mm. best sporting documentary in years yeah. it's an amazing series because again going back to what it's like being a Leeds fan the drama in the documentary is next yeah. level we, we can talk Incredible. about um, this is the kind of character that Marco Bielsa is for people Marcelo Bielsa is for people who don't know at the Spygate incident 
amazing and amazing to watch mm-hmm. that in the documentary where he'd yeah. sent spies to watch Derby County's training and he was accused of it. He holds his hands up. Not only does he hold his hands up, he does a press conference for all the journalists unveiling everything, all his tactics, all the way that his mm. stats work and all that kind of stuff. What were you as Leeds yeah. fans thinking of that? Because I remember the owners in the documentary saying they yeah. were kind of like, oh, why the fuck do you have to do that? Just to keep yeah. it to yourself, you know? Yeah, I, like, I, I thought it was massively blown out of proportion as well. It's I haven't stopped ranting about the fact that we, we got Leeds got 200, 250,000, 200,000 pound fine. That's right. Yeah. A little rap on the knuckles, but there was no law in place about that at the time. And also, it was a public, it's a public street. Like, me and you could go over there now and just stand and watch Derby. Like, they've probably put up trees now since. Yeah. But it's a public street. Anybody can stand there and look through the fence at Derby right, training. Okay. It's, 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 it's not very sportsmanlike. It's, it might be, but it, it shouldn't have been a fine. It should have been just, all Don't right, let's, all right, let's, let's bring in a law for it yeah. now. Let's make a law about it now and look at, look at it going forward. But his, his point of doing that whole, press conference of it was basically to say that doesn't make a difference whether I know Tom Lawrence was going to play that day or whether I know this is going to happen I have everything down to down to a T there's nothing nothing left to chance whatsoever I know what everyone's going to do and yeah it was just like it wasn't him showing off it was just him letting people know that it doesn't give him any huge advantage Mm. he just wouldn't be able to relax unless he had every bit of as unless he'd done everything possible to know what was happening. Now, in that particular game, uh, there was I think there was talk of Tom Lawrence, one of Derby's best players, was possibly injured. So we he may have found out from that training session that Tom Lawrence is not injured. Mm. But Bielsa has always named his starting lineup. I think he stopped doing it now. But in his fourth season, he always named his starting lineup the day before a game at the press conference, which used right. to infuriate Leeds fans. It's like, really? why give the other team this... It might not be an advantage, but it's so annoying. Just stop doing it. And I think that was his sort of way of giving back at the time that he knew he was spying on it because he said he did it to everyone. He spied on everyone. Right. That was his way of just saying, right, I'll spy on you. Here's me team the day before. And, but like knowing his team doesn't do anything. He can, we can, we can mix it up and there's massively, I think the Premier League next year as well will, will suit us in that. Leeds need to Leeds are better playing against teams that want to play football. We like Luton got a one-all draw yeah. against Leeds recently because they came sat back, they nicked mm-hmm. a goal, and as soon as they nick a goal, they have something That's to it. defend now. They have something up. to protect, and then mm-hmm. it's going to be a terrible game where it's just Leeds battering them and battering them. Whereas uh, the Stoke Stoke game two weeks ago, we we got a penalty a minute before half time, and then the second half Stoke had to come out and attack, and it was and literally watching it through your fingers. Yeah. Oh, watching it through the fingers, just I'm like I'm a Leeds fan watching this going, What are you doing? Yeah, You're going yeah. to be and they got beat hammered. like we beat them five nil and it was yeah. just the goal's gonna keep if you come at Leeds like that and you don't have the quality to do it. Yeah. You come at Leeds like that, you're going to have to score. Now it remains to be seen how that'll go. It's a shame this is recorded now because this could this could look really bad <laughs> in a year. Bite when, you back <laughs> in the ass, huh? <laughs> it could look really bad in a year when we were <laughs> rock bottom of the league and we're, we're Norwich yeah. in our way back down to the championship. It's funny with the Spygate thing. I always think. Well, I I, I wonder is how much of the Argentinian or the South American um, yeah. kind of influences there and stuff for that because like I, I've always for years. Like, I mean, I proudly have a Diego Maradona tattoo on my arm, but I love when English people go mad at the hand of God because the yeah. attitude in 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 South America is like, you know, streetwise is applauded. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's oh, something absolutely. That's, that, that's part of the game. But there's something yeah. in the British game that is like, oh no, what we we don't we don't do that. That's not fair. Mm. It's like, you know, it's just uh, like a higher. I I I I don't know. But like, but I lo- I love that he did come out and just go. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and he also he also said he'll pay the fine out of his own pocket. He did. He paid pay. the fine out of his own pocket. <laughs> he also paid two million for uh, Newell's old boys to get a hotel and training complex and all this, and he bought all that for them and. He's yeah. just, yeah, just he likes to give back like that. But uh, yeah, no, that 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 quote gets used so often, and it's it's horrible, and it needs to be taken out of usage in British football. But yeah. it, it's not the English way. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, awful. It's it's a real. Yeah. It's, no, it's not. A, it, but they they drag it out anytime That's, anybody does anything. Yeah. They like. I don't know. They've, they've strange double standards in the in the it press over there. It was also Frank Lampard even, was the manager of of yeah. Derby at the time, and you couldn't get more of a British kind yeah. of like this is what we do, this is how you do things. Well, this is it. Yeah, the, like like the media will lap that up. It's a, it's an English man. It's a staunch an English, English versus man. Versus yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they'll absolutely lap that up. And there's a like there's a storybook villain and a storybook hero there for them. Yeah, already already made. Absolutely. Perfect for them, but the, yeah, the, I didn't. I don't like like Leeds fans loved it. They seen like they spent it like there was chance about it, and there's see Victor Orta today. I don't know if you've seen him with the binoculars in the stand. There's no <laughs> yeah, fans there, and yeah, he's yeah. there in the stand with binoculars, and it's just we <laughs> owned it sort of thing. It was yeah, yeah, because they played yeah, derby the following today, day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the following day after the display gate was obviously derby at the time. And we played them the following day, and loads of Leeds fans turned up with binoculars and stuff. And it was like, <laughs> like they owned it. It wasn't. There was no yeah. shame about it. It was just, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll spoil when we want. Made a good laugh out of it. Of course, yeah. that was that was the drum that's that we're talking about, and that documentary series was actually last season, which was mm. a massively dramatic season, which Leeds were absolutely tearing the championship apart. Yeah. And now, I'll tell you now, I collapsed. haven't I haven't watched the last episode yet, so uh, don't spoil really? it for me. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I, I know how it ends, so I just I haven't watched it. I said oh, yeah. I wouldn't watch it till we got promoted, and now I probably will watch it at some point. Yeah. But just at the time, I watched five episodes, and then I know what happens in the sixth. I mean, I know I we re- fall apart at Derby. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what happens in the final episode, but the drama, I talked about the drama in that documentary. Obviously, everyone knows Leeds didn't make it up, uh, didn't mm. make promotion. What 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 happened? Do you think at the end of that season was it just a burnout all of a sudden? Because they seemed to literally collapse for seven games at the end or something. It's just uh, yeah, I don't know. It it always gets thrown at people so this burnout accusation, but I don't think it really rings true because it's the other team that does all the running. When we have all the ball, it's the other team that does all the running. It shouldn't be a burnout. It's just a, I don't know. It's just one of these things that's hard to explain. It'll be nice next season only having thirty eight games as opposed to forty six. But yeah, it's just. Leeds didn't do well under the pressure of being the team chasing the top two, which we okay. ended up in for the last five or six games. It Whereas this a season, weird the pressure... psychological thing going on there, right? Yeah, yeah. possibly because then this season we've we were being chased by Brentford, and they've thrived under pressure. And Brentford have thrived under pressure of being the chasing team. Right? They've they won eight games in a row, and then West Brom lost on uh, Friday. Mm. And now Brentford are not the chasing team anymore, and they lost on Saturday. They've had to switch their mindset from chasing to being chased all of a sudden and yeah. I just think there's something in that it's just like teams do better certain teams do better under certain pressure and Leeds like to be the like we're ahead come and get us and it's the same in matches not just the league table it's the same if we go one up we're not, we're not going to lose there's no chance we're going to lose we'll very rarely draw but if we go one down it's like fuck you <laughs> how, right. how dare you and yeah, it's yeah. it's just a, 
you you dare to score against us, and there's this yeah, there's this thing that it's just a different mentality. Yeah. That, it, yeah. How do you? I mean, it was absolute drama, and there was there was definitely. Were you nervous at the end of that season, thinking Bielsa might not stay on to try it again? Yeah, absolutely. That was a that was a huge thing. Was him staying? And if we'd have lost, if we hadn't gone up this season, he'd have gone, and it would have set us back ten years. That mm. that like we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have come this close for the next ten years. I fully believe that because we'd have lost Hernandez, Phillips, Bielsa. But last season that was a big thing of, and there was certain games we lost to QPR last season, and there was this photograph of him just sitting in the tunnel on the floor with his head down, and he just looked dejected, and it was like he's not. He's not going to come back to do this again. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't need to. What's in it for him? He doesn't need. He doesn't need or want the money. Does he? Yeah. Famously, doesn't stick around. But he just. Yes. He obviously just liked the project. The got on with the owners. If he needed something from the owners, they gave it to him. And thankfully, he stayed. And the owner today is saying, hopefully, he stays again now next season. So he yeah. he, he only signs one year deals or something, doesn't he? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like Leeds fans are genuinely mourning the day that he goes, and yes, it's a it's a huge huge job to fill. I don't know who would want to take that job on after him. It's yeah. it's massive. It's, it's a huge yeah. Like, big, it's like Ferguson leaving Ferguson leaving Manu. Like obviously Ferguson was there a lot longer and mm. obviously a lot more successful. But it's like you can equate it to that with Leeds because we've had so little success. Yes, that this little two year period of those 13, 14, 15 finishes and to go straight from that to toward and then top has just been just been outstanding. It's incredible with the exact same players. Yeah. Is there is there much out there about his personal life? Do you know anything about his personal life? Does he have a family like, in Leeds or like... He, I honestly don't know. He, he got put up in some luxurious hotel when he first arrived and he said he didn't want that. He wanted a small one-bedroom apartment and I think he lives above like a sweet shop in... Harrogate, which is like 20, 20 miles outside Leeds, and it's just a those videos of him social media there coming out of his like a little cottage, coming out and meeting some of the local fans, like ten people. Well, all the Leeds players were at Ellen Road with flares and drinking and the whole lot, yeah. and he was just in this little suburb somewhere in the country, yeah, just coming outside to chat to kids and like the passing elderly it was it was fine he, does he it, doesn't he doesn't want all the razzmatazz sort of no, thing no not at all and do you know does he have a family or anything or is I he don't just, even know like his yeah. brother was interviewed the other day saying that he, he thinks he'll stay and stuff but like there was the, the commentator saying today that his his dad famously never watched any of his games because he didn't like the style of football he played Oh, so his dad, wow. his dad that's so his dad, the entire time <laughs> is it yeah. the entire time he was a manager his dad just said no I don't like to start a football I don't it's, like your football too, I'm not watching yeah I'm not, I'm not even coming to see you like it's awful wow but yeah so like as far as I'm aware you could correct me here but Leeds only uh, premiership experience um, well certainly this season anyway against a premiership team has been Arsenal in the FA Cup um, uh, yeah and did, was yeah, there I any last so, yeah. season? I, I can't remember. Um, Jeez, I'm not I sure. Can't remember. Can't but, even think who, who knocked. I think now. I think someone in the championship knocked us out of the FA Cup last year. I but, but the, the Arsenal game was good. The Arsenal game was good because Leeds had a really solid first half. But I think we scored in the Arsenal scored in the first half, and then um, it kind of seemed to fade away in the second. It was weird. It was a very different team and Leeds team in the mm. second half. How do you feel? Um, do you think these players, not watching them against Derby today and watching other games mm-hmm. that Leeds play this season, I don't see them being intimidated by the Premiership at yeah. all. Um, but how no. do you think next season's going to go? I, I think we'll do well. I think we'll be more Sheffield United than Norwich, but probably somewhere in between. Right. Um, Sheffield United have a 
style that the Premier League wasn't used to. This over like it it sounds real basic and the Premier League should be used to it, but this overlapping fullbacks who turn into strikers and yeah. it's it's a bizarre and it's it's quite intense and it's it's brilliant. Whereas Norwich was quite like they they didn't buy anyone for a start at Norwich, so they were always going to be sort of up against it. But I think the the Premier League won't be too used to uh, Bielsa ball, for want of a, a yeah. better word, they won't be yeah. they won't be used used to that sort of intent, That's... and and also also we'll be expected to respect teams, and when we're away to Manu, sit yeah. back where they absolutely won't. There's happen. one way of playing, and it's yeah. intense, like yeah. frenetic football where we're going to attack you. And look, if like we'll be on the end of some pastings, I reckon there'll be some games where where teams will just put them away. They'll get four chances and score them all. Mm. Cardiff, Cardiff this season had five shots on target against Leeds over the two matches, and they scored five. We had something like thirty shots on target, not on target, right. thirty shots against them, and yeah. scored three. Right. They, they they beat us two 0 when we all these shots, and it's just things like that. We'll have games. We might play Arsenal and Aubameyang will score three from three shots. We'll yeah, have yeah. eighty five chances and yeah. score none of them. There will be those, but then we'll we'll shock some teams. Even the like the likes of Everton will expect Leeds to go to to Goodison and give them some respect and he just won't they won't I think no no those sort of games will will thrive on where yeah. teams but that's the other thing with the with the sort of Bielsa's football as well is that the beginning of the season they absolutely start off like a train because teams don't sort of see you coming and then towards the end of the season it's like right if we sit back against them we can pick them off at some point we might get one chance in the whole game but if we score from it all we need to do is be tight sit at back. the back and yeah yeah so I think I think we will start up. We'll be somewhere between the Sheffield United and the Norwich. I don't see us going down. I'd be fascinated. I will. I will get. I will get sent this over and over next season. If <laughs> down. Like genuinely, my phone has been hopping since we got promoted. I was saying to right. the missus, I was like, the, I didn't get this many texts when the kids were born. Then, then Leeds getting promoted. People know that this means more to me. <laughs> Dude, um, I, I genuinely am excited to see because Bielsa Ball is crazy. It's 100 miles an hour. And one of the Guardian journalists put it very well. They're like, it's not whether Leeds are ready for the Premiership. It's whether the Premiership is ready for Bielsa. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's about. Yeah. Um, but I would be genuinely fascinated to watch this Leeds team playing against like a Liverpool. I'd like to yeah. see them Klopp versus Bielsa because mm. there's there are similarities there but like in especially when it comes to intensity um but yeah. I, I would be really fascinated to see how that works out you know i, I think it would be yeah, really they'd, like tough tight like they'd game. be brilliant games yeah they'd be brilliant games to watch absolutely yeah, yeah. like buzzing for those sort of games like it's just like that's that's been the most frustrating thing about the championship is the likes of the lutons and the these sort of teams that turn up and just want want to draw and hopefully get the odd chance yeah i won't Hopefully, won't be any of that in the Premiership. Mm. There shouldn't be any teams turning up because Leeds were a big deal in the Championship. There shouldn't be any teams in the Premiership that turn up and just want to camp against Leeds, sit back and yeah. hopefully pick us off. There'll oh, be, can be teams be, going for it, and you can be guaranteed be high-scoring games. You can be guaranteed uh, yeah, Spurs will do it. <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, all high score in Leeds games and then nil all against Tottenham. If he's yeah, still yeah. there, he doesn't hang around either, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he's such a bore. I'm, that's the thing I'm pissed off about. We Arsenal have had one of the most amazing weeks that we've had in seasons and we yeah. lost the fucking Spurs. It was just like, like and, yeah. we, uh, we just, and we threw it away. But anyway, that's off topic. But, yeah, Where did you get Hernandez from? Al something or other in Saudi Arabia or somewhere. He'd, Unbelievable. He'd, he was at Swansea and he was brilliant in the Premier League. I only know that from fancy football back in the day. 
but he was <laughs> brilliant at brilliant at Swansea back in the day. And then he did this career-ending thing where he's basically retired and gone off to just make a load of money somewhere. But then Gary Monk took over as Leeds manager, who was his his teammate in Swansea. Right. And just asked him, do you fancy another pop in England? And said, yeah, got him on a free from yeah somewhere in Saudi Arabia or somewhere. Wow. But he's just... Amazing. He's been phenomenal. He's, he's been, been phenomenal. different level. He's, like, phenomenal. Yeah. He's, he's got like Kevin De Bruyne-style stats, you know, with the mm. assists and the goals. Oh, and yeah. It's crazy stuff. He's incredible. amazing. Since Bielsa's come in, it's been amazing. Yeah. What game are you looking forward to most in the Premiership? I'm going to guess playing Man United again, but yeah, is there anyone? Yeah, yeah, definitely Man U. Has to be, has to be Man U. That 2010 beating them in the FA Cup in 2010 when we were League One and they were Premier League. Before so many when the top two leagues are beating them, that was an I celebrated the draw for that as if we'd won the cup. I remember I was in my Mars and I celebrated when we got Man U in the cup, and she's like, "What are you celebrating for? You're going to lose about seven nil, and then to beat them one nil was just." I celebrated for about two days, I think, just to win an <laughs> FA Cup tour. That's how bad things were. An FA Cup tour round game. But yeah, no, it has to it has to be Manu. But all of the all of the bigger ones where just it's where they're going to be good games. Liverpool, mm. City, Arsenal, all of them. Yeah. yeah, it's just going to be inter- fascinating to see Bielsa in the Premiership, to be honest with you. Ah, see what yeah. he does. Like that's what I am um, all excited about. Lit- um, listen, man, it's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Cheers, Congratulations. Man, and I, ho- and I hope this uh, this all ends very soon, so that we can, um, so that you can get over to Ellen Road and yeah. get some games again. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> oh, saying that, saying that to her yesterday as well. Just showing her like footage of fans chanting and stuff, and I'm like, need to get, I need to get back over. I'm watching them and celebrating like, day in yeah, front of no one. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's she's gone out for the whole day. I went to play football this morning at ten, and I haven't seen her since. So. She's just sick of it, I think, at this stage. It's just she's delighted <laughs> for me, but it's also at the stage of just shut up. I want you yeah. to go back into the office and just bore someone else. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's great. Listen, Stephen Harmon, thank you so much. Thanks, Amelia, man. It's been a pleasure. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit 
yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.